0: most important thing is for the public not to vilify people wearing masks. You know, there's a lot of media, why is this one wearing a mask, why is this one not wearing a mask, you know, on both sides of the fence. And I think that this is a public health issue that people just should make personal decisions and people should not hold it against them if they
1: decide they want to wear. 20 Minute Health Talk, where some of the brightest minds in healthcare help us break down the latest news and developments. I'm your host, Rob Hoyle, and today our special guest is Dr. Mark Jarrett. He's the Chief Quality Officer and Deputy Chief Medical Officer for Northwell Health. We're here, we're talking, we're not wearing masks. Uh, When we're recording this podcast right now, this is the first day that New York State said we can ditch the masks. Is it too soon? There are some questions whether the CDC has acted a little too
0: quickly. Uh, We're comfortable in here today not wearing masks because we're still socially distanced. We know that the ventilation in this room, because it's in a facility of Northwell, is adequate. And we all three of us in this room are vaccinated. So it does meet the criteria. However, uh, there are still some concerns about opening up too soon. Not that most people will be safe, but there can be some potential problems uh, at this point, especially because not everybody has been vaccinated.
1: right? But if you are vaccinated, you had you've gone through the vaccinations, it's your past your two weeks since your last shot, or if you got the two shots, or if you got the Johnson Johnson, whatever it is, you should feel relatively safe. I think you should feel
0: relatively safe. Uh, But it's not complete safety. And that's what people have to realize. And that's why people have to make personal decisions about where they will wear a mask and where they may not wear a mask. Clearly, if they're in with their family uh, or friends that they know are vaccinated, uh, they can feel comfortable not wearing a mask. However, we don't know who in the public has been vaccinated and who has not. Uh, And therefore, when you're in public settings, Uh, especially if you're older or have medical conditions that put you at a higher risk, you may decide to still continue to wear a mask. I believe a lot of people will continue to wear masks. I I live in Manhattan, and last night, walking my dog, almost everybody was wearing their mask. And it wasn't because uh, the governor said, you know, can't start till today. I think people are still, especially in areas that
1: are hard hit like New York, are a little uncomfortable. And I think masks are going to be with us for a while. Yeah, I think that the the guidelines say now, too, that we can go mask-free, but when we're in areas like when we're on mass transportation, right, or we're in hospitals, we should still wear the masks. Yes,
0: hospitals still need to follow the tighter rules. Uh, Any healthcare facility, this includes uh, nursing homes, other facilities. And the reason why is that we cannot afford people who are already high risk to perhaps be exposed to somebody. Uh, so, we all need to protect each other and in healthcare facilities still maintain that higher level of wearing masks.
1: Did this new update surprise you? And what is the reaction for you and your colleagues in the medical field?
0: So, the new update from the CDC was surprising. Nobody expected it to come out, quite frankly. Obviously, some people knew about it, but most of us didn't. Uh, there has been some controversy in the uh, medical field. Uh, There are some very prominent people who say this is about time, it's good to do, Um, you know, it's very low risk, and I don't disagree on their scientific basis. On the other hand, there are other people, very prominent, who say this may have been a little premature, that, you know, if we'd gone a little longer, we might have been able to get to the same point and not risk having another flare up of the disease such that we have to lock things down again, which would really be Psychologically, very damaging to everybody in the country. Uh, So, I'm sure it was a difficult decision for the CDC. I don't think they made it willy nilly. I think they used scientific uh, evidence the best they could. And what it comes down to is a judgment call, which much of medicine often is. It's a judgment call. And only time will tell us whether, you know, and hopefully we'll be lucky and it will be the right judgment call. Uh, but I think we have to keep our eye on the ball we have to monitor the numbers patterns the variants that are here in our communities so that we can quickly not have to maybe go to lockdown uh, but certainly maybe pull back a little bit if it's necessary Europe's had to do that a couple of times already uh they opened up uh, you know last summer everything and then they had to clamp down again completely the United States we've been just kind of following a curve going down in terms of lockdown you know doing slowly taking things away and very rarely having to redo that uh so we will have to see whether that will be necessary again with further new rules or are we hopefully on that downward uh, decline, uh, decline uh for getting you know having the disease disappear and therefore continuing to open up The most important thing is for the public not to vilify people wearing masks. You know, there's a lot of media, why is this one wearing a mask? Why is this one not wearing a mask? You know, on both sides of the fence. And I think that this is a public health issue that people just should make personal decisions and
1: people should not hold it against them if they decide they want to wear a mask. Absolutely, absolutely. So let me ask you a personal question. Yeah. So Dr. Mark Jarrett, Chief Quality Officer and Deputy (laughs) Chief Medical Officer for Northwell Health. When are you wearing your mask? When are you not wearing your mask? Sure. So as you can see, I have gray hair. (laughs) So I'm not 30 years old anymore. I wish I was,
0: uh, but I'm not. Uh, So when I'm out on a crowded city street, okay, I will wear a mask in the city. Uh, If I'm walking somewhere in the countryside, I take my mask off. If I'm going indoors into any store, uh or if I'm even walking into a restaurant and you know before I get served, when I sit down, I'm wearing a mask. Uh, I would still rather be conservative uh for another month or two, you know I, The horrors of what went on last spring are still very fresh in my mind, uh, and I think on a personal level, for myself, my family, I would still rather be a little overcautious. And wear a mask a little longer. Before we started, you know, you had mentioned the fact that for years we've seen people in subways and other things wearing masks anyway, whether it be for allergies, whether it be for pollution, maybe they were immunocompromised for cancer treatment, and therefore they're worried about getting sick. I think the stigma of the mask has been politicized, but I don't think it's a bad thing. And I think until we we really get the all clear, it's a personal decision. I'm not forcing everybody else to do it. I think, but I think at this point,
1: people need to do what makes them feel comfortable. Yeah, and I think that's really important. I think what you hit on before too is that we shouldn't judge people. And if there's a shop owner that wants people to wear masks in their store, we don't know what they're going through. Maybe they're going through cancer treatment, you know, and they're protecting themselves. They're protecting their coworkers. So, you know, it's not a bad, it's not a hard thing. We've done it for a year and a half now. You can put a mask on, go in a store, buy what you gotta buy.
0: And and I agree.
1: I mean, you know, it's just a
0: minor thing to do. And we've had such a horrible public health emergency. To extend it a little bit longer and just have that little bit of belt and suspenders to be safe, I think you know discretion is the better part of valor.
1: Yeah, and one of the things, too, when we talk about wearing a mask, we know masks are effective. And we know that they're super effective just in the fact that it stopped a lot of other things from happening. Like flu, flu season this year was basically non-existent. And I think we can credit that for people wearing masks. Well, it's a
0: combination of the fact that people wore masks, that they didn't get the flu, and also people didn't congregate together. Uh, basically, people were locked in their homes, or you know, were not doing large crowds. So the flu really didn't spread. Uh, I think a lot of people took the flu vaccine this year, also because they were afraid of having the flu and COVID. So it was a combination effect. However, I think we need to learn from this in a you know in a public health way that during the flu season, it may be worth in large areas, being on mass transit, riding the subway, maybe people put on a mask, even if they've had a flu vaccine. Flu vaccines at best are 50 or 60% effective. Uh, and in addition, we you know in bad flu years, we can have 60,000 people die from the flu. Uh, that's not an insignificant number. Uh, and therefore probably we may need to rethink how we do things in the future. That would probably wane over the years, Uh, But at least for the next several years, that may prove to be an effective way of preventing the spread of many common infectious diseases.
1: Right, and I think what you said is you know so true. Like we shouldn't judge people, and we shouldn't you know this. It became a little politicized the mask and everything else, but we shouldn't judge people because we don't know what people are going through. We don't know if somebody on the train is wearing a mask because maybe they're having some treatment, or maybe they have a cold and they don't want to. They're just being courteous to their fellow riders that they don't want to pass on their common cold to somebody. And again,
0: if they are a little bit higher risk, you know, if a vaccine is 95% effective, it means 5% still can get sick. Maybe they won't get very sick. Maybe, you know, they're not going to die, but they're still going to get sick. And we don't know what the long term effects of COVID are. Uh, There's a lot of literature now that shows even in younger people, COVID has had some impact on their lives, uh, which is well persisting for months after they got the disease. Uh, You know, there may be fatigue, some people complain about brain fog, uh, other things, and we're evaluating how much impact this really had, but it's a new virus, we don't know. If we go back to the polio days, many people who were adults in their 50s and 60s about 20 years ago who had polio when they were young developed something called post-polio syndrome where they actually got weakness of uh, muscles because their nerves, the nerve cells were damaged by polio, but didn't show up for 40 or 50 years. We don't know what the impact of this virus is long-term. So therefore, it's probably best to
1: try and not get it and use vaccines to give you your protection. Yeah. And so I think one of the big questions, too, that people have is that, like, if they're vaccinated, right? So if somebody who's vaccinated and they come in contact with somebody who has COVID, can they then pass COVID to somebody else and never like feel any effects of it? We really don't know the ability to transmit if you've been vaccinated. Certainly in people
0: who are perhaps immunocompromised might more easily, uh, like a transplant patient, colonize the virus and be able to spread it. We don't think it spreads that easily. I think the big concern is Uh, if you're vaccinated, but you're that small percentage where the vaccine is not fully effective, coming in contact with somebody might get you sick. Uh, And again, you want to avoid that if you can. Uh, And and once we achieve that issue of herd immunity, which is really kind of critical, then the virus doesn't spread around so much that it becomes very unlikely even that 5% will ever get the disease. The reason that you know, measles vaccine works. It's not 100% effective. It's because if everybody takes the measles shot, the virus just doesn't live in the community. And even if you're in that small percentage that didn't respond well to the shot, you're not going to get sick from the measles. It's the same thing with COVID. And that's why getting the whole general population vaccinated is critical. The other thing is that there are these variants. And if everybody's protected, it's unlikely these variants can really grow up, so to speak, or spread in the United States or in any other country. Uh, and if we can therefore get everybody vaccinated, which is really the key, then
1: this disease will slowly disappear over the next couple of years. Yeah. Do you think these new guidelines will, will, will kind of put more pressure on people who are kind of, you know, that have that hesitancy to go out and get the, the vaccine? I unfortunately do not
0: believe that that's what occur. I think it will do the opposite, and that's my main concern about the, the sudden, unexpected loosening of the rules. Uh, we do not have vaccine passports. Um, you know, they're going to be done by private companies, maybe by states. You know, Empire State Pass is a very good thing. You can download the app if you've been immunized in New York and prove that you get, got immunized. But now this is basically saying anybody who has not been vaccinated. It's the honor system. Uh, you know, that may work in the 75-year-olds who, you know, who will do it. Young people, and I'm not pointing fingers, will tend, you know, they tended to break the rules all during this. Uh, if you look at pictures of spring break or anything like that, I do not believe everybody, especially those who are against the government telling them to take a vaccine, I believe they will just use this as an excuse to take off their masks and walk around like normal and not bother getting a vaccine. Uh, Colleges, many colleges are requiring it. I think that's the stick that will force a lot of people to get their younger people vaccinated. And that will help slow down the spread of COVID, which still continues in the United States. I mean, we still have 40,000 new cases a day. I mean, that's, that's not a small number of people. Uh, and even though most don't get very sick, because the older people in vaccinated, what we see in our ICU and what we see in ICUs around the country now are all younger people. And that's a little frightening. It's not the same numbers, obviously. It's
1: a much lower number. Uh, but even one should be avoidable if we could. Yeah. So you think maybe it was a little bit too soon for the CDC to to relax these guidelines, but what is their reasoning for doing it? Well, the CDC's reasoning
0: uh, was based on the fact that the, the vaccines are extremely effective. Uh, we are not seeing very many people get sick who've been into the breakthrough cases with vaccines. Uh, and they were recognizing the fact that people are just getting tired of wearing masks. Uh, you know, in New York, we're very used to it. Uh, I went down to Florida to visit a relative we hadn't seen in 14 months uh, about three weeks ago. And in Florida, a lot of people don't wear masks all the time. So the country's kind of a mixed bag. And I think that they felt that that was a better way to accommodate people who were, you know, railing against masks all the time. They felt it would be a safe way to do it. There's also the issue of getting businesses back up and running and letting things open up. Uh, There's a psychological issue, but there's a reality of a business reality. and we have to recognize that we need to keep our economy going uh, and people need to start getting back to doing normal things. I think that was their rationale. Um, I think the suddenness of it, the fact that it was unexpected, and the fact that we still have a significant number of people who are not vaccinated is why I'm concerned. And the fact that there is still widespread um, disease in other countries like India, Uh, Many other countries, there are countries in Africa. uh, Canada's only got 4% of the population has been vaccinated. I mean, uh, you know, there is still a lot of things going on. We are a global world. Uh, We can ban people coming from India, but that doesn't mean the person from India didn't go to another country, infect somebody with that variant who now comes to the United States. Uh, So we have to be careful. And I think they were a little too far out on their skis doing this. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, I think they should have waited at least another month. You know, we're getting a million to almost 2 million people vaccinated a day. Another 30 days later, it would have been, quite frankly, you know, a higher percentage of people vaccinated in the United States. Children are starting to be done, who may be somewhat of the reservoir that's left. So I think as much as they wanted to make the public comfortable, I think it was, not that it was scientifically wrong, but I don't think that it was a good strategy for where things are going in in the United States yet. Um, But, you know, only time will tell. If we're lucky and the Indian variant stays away and more people get vaccinated, in retrospect, it may be a very good decision. What I worry about is we've gone so far in the last 14, 15 months with all these protections and doing all these things, to wait another month or two is a burden on people. But I think that burden is l- less risky than kind of the way they've gone. You know, they've allowing, allowing people outdoors to unmask I think was, very, was a great idea because outdoors you're pretty safe. Uh, you know, the ventilation is fine, especially the nice weather, sun kills the virus, all these things work. It's the indoor spaces that has us all concerned. And also you're gonna have, you know, some stores are still gonna mandate masks, some stores won't mandate masks. So now people are forced to make the decision, do they wanna be the only one in the store wearing the mask because they're uncomfortable? Uh, And the stores that do mandate the masks still, because they may be their small stores. And they're not going to go ask, you know, were you vaccinated or not vaccinated? Well, then you're going to have arguments and fights. And I think I would have let that go. My personal opinion, I would let it go another month or two.
1: Sure. Well, we're almost uh, at the end of our time here on 20 Minute Health Talk. And I just want to, I always like to end on a positive note. So I just want to ask you, what gives you hope? What gives you optimism going forward?
0: What gives me optimism going forward is, you know, the CDC was able to make the statement they did uh, about dropping the masks. Uh, The disease uh, numbers are going dramatically down. Uh, I know yesterday in Texas, they didn't have a single death from COVID. I think that that really is a great statement. Uh, I think the rollout in the United States uh, has been great. And probably the best thing of all is that modern science has produced these vaccines in record time and manufactured them. Something that in my lifetime, I would have never conceived of Uh, And it talks about a revolution in medicine because these techniques can be used for other diseases, not only infectious diseases, and the ability to turn on a dime and produce things like this and really improve the health of millions of people uh, is really something phenomenal. And I think we have to be really thankful that our technology has reached that point rather than the disease having to
1: burn itself through our communities and kill hundreds of thousands more. Dr. Jarrett, always a pleasure having you on 20 Minute Health Talk. Thank you so much for joining us today. And for you, the listener, thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great week and stay safe. Get more expert insight from some of the leading voices in healthcare today. Subscribe to 20 Minute Health Talk on Podbean, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you get your podcasts.